Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Gosh, there's not any shortage of topics that we could talk about today. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to thank everybody that's prayed for me for my health. Uh, my heart blockage that I had continues to get better. So I had a test a few days ago and the doctor said it looked great. I want to thank my doctor. She is amazing. Uh, sometimes she watches the broadcast. I just want to, again, give her so much credit for uh, the Lord really has used her and um, she just knew what to do and has taken care of me from the entirety of the situation, which started, I think, the day before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But, uh, you know, I was able to travel to uh, Akron, Ohio this last week and be a part of the Reawake America Tour. And um, so I've been, you know, I'm trying to pace myself. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, we're in a very critical hour right now, um, and there's a lot of demands and a lot of different things that are just so many different things that this ministry is working on right now. So, it, you know, a lot of those things require my input, and so I have to be pretty active. But I am trying to get additional rest and look at my schedule and see where there are times where I can just have some downtime and spend some time with the Lord. Very, very critical. Make sure to have a Sabbath. Very important. Uh, but but the biggest thing is I felt your prayers, and that, that blockage is continuing to go away. I'm on certain medications, but I really believe it's the prayers of the righteous that have, you know, spared my life. And there, listen, there's people that have died from this thing. And uh, here I am uh, alive. And the Lord has once again given me an opportunity to show the truth and to live. And so I just want to thank everybody again. Um, I'm doing well. Um, I'm getting into exercise again, uh, you know, eating much more healthy because as Dr. Sherwood said, who's a frequent guest on the program, food is medicine. So a lot of it is what we eat, exercise, uh, trying to have low stress. It's kind of hard with uh, all the things going on in the world. Uh, but, you know, nevertheless, I'm doing better. So I just want to thank you guys. And I really, really, really appreciate you. Um, you know, I was able to do mostly uh, everything, the tests at, you know, certain labs that you can go to versus doing it in the hospital, which is far more expensive. Um, as I shared with you guys, I didn't have health insurance when this all happened. Uh, so it was unvaxxed, male, uh, uh, white, and uh, I don't know if any of that matters, but uh, also uh, no health insurance. So you can imagine, uh, you know, that I'm sure I'm just the favorite person of uh, the people that love to uh, push the vax and all those different things. So Okay, let's get on another topic before they take down the video. Um, so many people want to know what are my thoughts about the situation in Russia? Well, you know, more or less the Ukraine, uh, as Russia has once again kind of moved in on certain parts, the Donbass region and other parts in the Ukraine. Ukraine's a pretty big country. And, um, you know, let me, let me kind of give some of my thoughts on this. So I've kind of been researching this and studying and talking to policymakers and people that are very familiar with that part of the world and uh, the geopolitics there. And from what I've been able to gather through my investigation and these conversations over the years is, is that it, it appears that during the time of the Obama administration, and this is when uh, Hillary Clinton, I believe, was Secretary of State, um, you know, there was an overthrow of the government that took place in Ukraine from a very pro-Russian government to a very pro-Western government. Now, many people speculate, uh, we seem to have some pretty good evidence on this, that, you know, uh, the overthrow of the government that took place during that time period, they call it the Orange Revolution. And uh, there was a lot of um, uh, reason for us to believe that that could be a part of U.S. intelligence uh, possibly the CIA or, you know, uh, what some would refer to as the military industrial complex or the deep state uh, overthrowing that government during that time period and putting in uh, what they would say is a puppet regime for the West. So 
the way that the country is structured is there's regions in the country that are very ethnically Russian and the people pretty much consider themselves Russians. So I'm not making excuses for Vladimir Putin, uh, but in the current state of affairs where they've moved in troops to the Donbass region and some of these uh, more ethnically Russian areas and territories, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world to me if those go back to Russia. Um, you know, I, I just think that sometimes you gotta just kind of let things play out and, uh, you know, if you think about it, we just recently pulled out of Afghanistan, which was America's longest war. And if you think about the amount of money that we spent there in U.S. taxpayer dollars, um, lives were lost. Um, you know, people were maimed. You know, there's many people that are still alive that fought in that war, and uh, but they've lost uh, limbs or different things like that. So um, I can tell you this as a pastor that speaks to many uh, first responders and many military personnel, because I love first responders and I love military personnel and, uh, you know, both active duty and retired. And I will tell you that in my lifetime and since I've been reporting and since I've been kind of in this, you know, in the ministry 23 years, different things, I've never seen uh, more U.S. soldiers. And I can, I could probably imagine that it was like this during the Vietnam era. Uh, but in our lifetime or, you know, at least when I can remember, because uh, I was born in 77, you know, uh, for the most part, I've never seen uh, such a hit to morale in our military as I have uh, during this time period because uh, so many military personnel were just perplexed at the way that we withdrew from Afghanistan. And I also believe it greatly weakened our stance uh, around the world as our enemies, uh, China and North Korea, uh, Russia, others, you know, uh, Iran, you know, have watched uh, in just the debacle of how we pulled out. You know, I mean, uh, I think a two-year-old, I said this in a past broadcast, could have uh, devised a better strategy of pullout from Afghanistan than what we did. And we also left billions of dollars of equipment. Where is that equipment right now, by the way? Is that equipment, you know, in the hands of terrorists? You know, where, what, what happened to it? Why didn't we destroy it? If we were going to leave it there, why didn't we at least make it where, where it could not be used? Uh, why did the U.S. military not continue to hold the base there in the Bagram Air Base uh, until all U.S. personnel and citizens were out of the country and, you know, the people that need to be evac from Kabul would have been taken out uh, in a much more safer and orderly fashion if the military would have stayed until uh, all these people were able to evacuate. I mean, the way that we withdrew will go down in history. It's probably the worst withdrawal ever, and it just makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you know, like I said, my, you know, my three-year-old, my two-year-old could have done a better job of that. So it just doesn't make any sense the way we pulled out. Uh, but, you know, uh, it was a very big hit to uh, U.S. morale and uh, I'm talking about troops and also to our stance as the global leader, you know, the uh, the world's only superpower, which, you know, for many years, that's what they said. But it, it certainly appears that China has risen to superpower status. I mean, their military is very advanced. They have fifth generation uh, fighters. They have, you know, carrier groups now. They have submarines, nuclear submarines and, you know, all different types of things that are, you know, at least uh, a threat uh, possibly even better in some cases, uh, super hypersonic missiles uh, than some of the uh, arsenal that we have here in the United States. So uh, I, I'm not saying that the Chinese military has passed or surpassed the United States, uh, but we are definitely at a moment where they can challenge us on many different levels militarily. And if you think about it, if they were to combine efforts with one of the other superpowers of the world, which would be Russia, who you know does have 
uh, a little bit less sized military than China, uh, but very advanced, also has fifth generation uh, fighters, also has very advanced equipment. Um, I know some, some expert on military equipment is probably going to write me and say, you said this wrong. Or, so I might not know it all, but I do know a lot about this. Uh, I've studied it quite a bit. I've talked to a lot of generals and a lot of people that are former generals in our military. And so they've kind of given me a good synopsis of what's been going on uh, with regard to the arms race between uh, China and the United States. Yeah, we do spend trillions, you know, uh, trillions of dollars on our military. And, you know, I mean, the military budget in the United States is by far larger than any other military budget. But, you know, if you recall, the greatest wealth transfer in the history of the world from west to east has been taking place now for the last 30 plus years, and especially since Bill Clinton uh, gave China the most favored nation status in trade. And so we've just seen uh, China just rising and, uh, you know, they've been threatening Taiwan and they moved in on Hong Kong for the most part, uh, you know, diplomatically. And so uh, and now they're flying, you know, warplanes over Taiwan and, and Taiwan is a, is a free country for the most part. So, you know, very concerning that uh, they're, they're wanting to uh, advance on what they consider the one China and, um, you know, and, and, and of course, it doesn't help if we have such weak leadership, if you want to call it that, in the White House uh, under the Biden, quote unquote, administration. I mean, just, you know, the guy, I mean, God bless him. <laughs> I know some will probably get mad for me even saying that, but I mean, the, it's like elder abuse. The guy can't even speak. Uh, when, he held, when, he, when he holds these press conferences, it's like, you know, I cringe. I think, how is this guy the leader of the free world. The guy cannot even finish a sentence. He can't even articulate. It, it, would, it appears to me, and I've dealt with many people that have dementia or many people that have Alzheimer's, it, it appears to me that he would have those types of symptoms when you look at the cognitive skills and just the way that he can you know, articulate things. I mean, he has a hard time even reading from a teleprompter. Uh, so I can't even imagine his negotiation or what somebody like Vladimir Putin or Xi Jinping would think you know, in talking to this guy, and we've seen even throughout the uh, the crisis here with the Ukraine that, you know, uh, diplomatically, we've had to rely on Macron and, you know, German Chancellor Angela Merkel and others to uh, be the leadership of the West because, you know, we just have such a lack in, in Biden. And it's just unbelievable. And you know, I could just talk about that for hours. I know most of you share that with me, that same thought process. It's just like, what in the world? You know, so that's why we fought so hard for 2020. Uh, we continue to fight for voter integrity. We continue to fight uh, that what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. You know, it's probably one of the biggest battles I've ever fought in for our nation, for our future, uh, for our republic, for our constitution. And that's cascaded into so many other things. And we got the Freedom Convoy going down there to D.C. eventually, uh, already en route right now. We don't know what kind of disruptions that's going to um, you know, cause for the supply chain here in America. I mean, what's that going to do, right? Uh, we don't know how the U.S. government's going to respond. Are they going to respond uh, like they, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Biden reached out to Trudeau in Canada and was uh, pushing uh, for the Canadian government to, um, you know, basically stop the protests up there with the trucks and the truckers. And I, I'm just so thankful for the truckers. I think they've done a great job. Again, are they going to take down my video for talking about truckers? I don't know. You know, um, I tend to be one of the more outspoken pastors here in America, and uh, I think that that's brought a lot of um, scrutiny and attention to me and this ministry. And so I have to be a little bit careful sometimes because, guys, I'm, I'm taking the taking the hits. <laughs> you know, I mean, I say it, but I can't say it publicly because they'll, they'll make a news article about it. But you know, we need your prayers. Um, you know, we need your prayers. I mean, I please, 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 we need your support. We are the front line. We're the tip of the spear in this battle. I didn't ask for this. Uh, that wasn't my intention. 
but that's just how the Lord has kind of worked this all out. And uh, we, you know, we're very effective. We're, we're the resistance. We're, we're pushing back against tyranny. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> I need your prayers. I need your prayers. I need your support. Uh, but I think that, you know, we, we should not be doing, uh, I feel like we've been poking the bear out there in Russia. You know, I'm not saying that Putin's a good guy, uh, but we've been, it, it would appear to me that the military industrial complex uh, is looking to get into another war. I mean, would it not appear that way to you? I mean, it's like only a few months ago we were withdrawing from Afghanistan and now uh, we're, you know, once again, looking at a possible, uh, you know, future military conflict with uh, one of the biggest militaries in the world which by the way, would be much different than a war with Iraq, you know, or a war with Afghanistan. I mean, even though Afghanistan cost us a lot uh, in fighting the Mujahideen out there, and you know, uh, I guess they call them ISIS or Al Qaeda, uh, you know, but we were, we were fighting, you know, the same guys that <laughs> basically, uh, they call it the, the graveyard of nations. I mean, if you think about it, the, the Soviet Union was in a, a very, you know, long war as well uh, in Afghanistan. And some people say that's one of the reasons why the Soviet Union fell. And then uh, look about how crazy that is. And then the United States was involved in our, our longest war there. And look at the way we withdrew. And has it uh, weakened our stance on the on the world? And, you know, how many trillions of dollars did we spend? And, you know, now our budget deficit is just through the roof. And, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't look like that's going to be rectified. It doesn't seem like they're just going to all of a sudden start spending within their means. And for anybody that studied the way that the economy is structured with the petrodollar system, which originated in the Bretton Woods Agreement, but then was changed through the Nixon administration, you can see that, um, you know, we're at a hockey stick moment when it comes to our debt. You know, we have to continue to take out more and more loans in order to pay off the old loans. And then just to pay down the interest, you know, it's billions of dollars. So how long is the U.S. economy going to remain, you know, um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the positive territory? You know, our, I mean, I'm not even talking about a recession. I'm talking about a complete you know, uh, change to the worldwide system of, you know, the monetary system. And, you know, from a biblical standpoint, that's something that we know that is going to eventually happen. And, and will the next monetary system after this system collapses, implodes on itself, will that be the B system? Well, we definitely have the technology in place, don't we? Uh, you know, we look at the prophetic timetable, you can definitely see everything's kind of coming into alignment with what the Bible would say with regard to the end times. So, uh, a lot of these things are very real possibilities. Now, of course, we have a lot of hope. Uh, we continue to pray and believe that the Lord is going to move. We're seeing uh, revival breaking out in different parts of the country. Uh, I believe we're on the cusp of the greatest harvest, you know, an end time harvest. And I think that's uh, something that we all feel in our spirit, or at least most of us. And I, I can say that, you know, I've never seen lines so long. You know, when we go and pray for people, I've never seen more people receiving healing, being set free, coming to Jesus. You know, so that's my mission, you know, and that's what gives me encouragement and hope. And, uh, you know, with regard to everything that's going on in the world, I mean, because otherwise you can be totally overwhelmed and you can just be like, oh my gosh, what's happening in our world? And there's a heaviness. Let's just address it. There's a heaviness because the people of God have been kind of through the refiner's fire these last couple of years, you know, and we've been praying and many people feel like our prayers aren't being answered. You know, why, why isn't the Lord answering this prayer and why, you know, it just seems like more and more bad stuff is happening. And, you know, if you think about the Bible in the end times, it says, you know, for those who endure until the end, you know, those are the ones that are going to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant, you know? Um, but you know, there, there's a lot going on. And, uh, I understand why people are concerned. I understand why people are, are getting tired and, and weary, but don't, don't lose hope. 
You know, I, I don't think that we should be engaging in another war. I, I understand there's some people that are super concerned about the Ukraine and I get it. I mean, you know, but we have to pick and choose our battles. And we have a lot of real situations happening right here at home in the United States. Uh, we're just coming out of a very, very uh, just crazy couple of years. Everything's been disrupted. Many small business owners are still struggling. Uh, many people have depleted their savings and, you know, bills, inflation have gone way up. So we have some real concerns. What about the border? You know, and, and you know, for lack of a better word, it's an invasion that's been happening. Millions of people have crossed the southern border. We don't even vet these people, you know, during a quote unquote pandemic. You know, it's unbelievable some of the stuff that we're seeing. And yet if we talk about it, you know, we're, we're demonized. We're, we're called, you know, extremists or, you know, far right or conspiracy theorists. And, uh, you know, videos like this are taken down because people just don't even want to hear it. They want to just have their heads buried in the sand. So, you know, while we're realistic and, and we're very understanding of what's going on in our world and we understand that there's probably uh, some type of shadow government or you know, you want to call them a cabal or whatever you want to call it. That's that's like a central planner or the puppet masters that are probably putting, uh, you know, the next stage of this in and they're implementing it right now. You know, and so maybe the Ukraine is part of that. Ukraine could also be a distraction, a distraction from some of the things that are happening here at home domestically with the Durham report and different things like that that are coming out. Um, so, you know, a lot of things are coming to a head right now. And there's still a lot of things going on behind the scenes, guys. I mean, I talk to lawyers all the time and different people that are still having cases go through our court system, believe it or not. Uh, some of the 2020 stuff is still going through. So there's so many things that are happening at the same time. So what we need to do is we, just, we need to stay grounded. We need to stay focused. We need to stay hopeful. We need to make sure we're getting the proper rest. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to myself. Uh, but it's true. You know, we got to make sure that we're staying spiritually st sound. We're staying in the word of God. Uh, we're, we're, we're making sure that we're, you know, we're feeding our soul. Uh, we know that we're not citizens of this world. We're citizens of heaven. And that if the Lord comes back tomorrow, are we ready? You know, we're looking up. We're always living in view of eternity. But at the same time, we're, we're, we're operating in discernment. We're operating in wisdom. You know, we're seeking the Lord for strategy and understanding. And we're asking the Lord, what can we do to be most effective for the kingdom? What can we do to be most effective for bringing souls? You know, because it's all about souls. You know, how do we stay on fire? You know, how do we, how do we, well, we do that by getting in the word and by hearing from the Lord and, uh, and not um, getting so caught up in the things that are happening in this world. Because if we watch the news every day, it's like every day there's something else. And excuse me, every day is going to be something that's concerning. Every day is going to be something else that, that you could get anxiety. But yet, what does the word of God say? Be anxious for nothing and all things through prayer and supplication, giving glory to God. That's where we're at, friends. You know, we're spending time in the secret place. We're, we're feeding our soul. Uh, we're having big faith. Um, you know, we realize that we're at Mount Carmel and the, and the prophets of Baal are being called out and there's a war and there's a battle between light versus darkness that's playing out. And you know, there's no mushy middle. It's either, you know, you got to choose a side. Which side are you on? Those that are choosing righteousness, you're dealing with uh, relatives and friends and, you know, people that are telling you you're crazy. And, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, disruptions in the family, you know, where people don't want to talk to you if you're unvaxxed or they don't want you to come over. You know, all these different things that, you know, many of you have lost jobs. You've took a stand. I mean, we talked to thousands of people. We, we gave thousands of religious exemptions. Thousands. And so I know that many people that listen to this broadcast are dealing with these things, you know, but yet we're still here. And the Lord owns a cattle on a thousand hills and he's never out of resources. And, and he hears the prayers of the righteous, you know, and he responds to the prayers of the righteous. And so I believe, you know, I've heard a few testimonies this week of some people that literally, 
you know, lost their job and the Lord's given them a great new business that they've started. There was one person that got their job back, unvaxxed, uh, and, a, and a promotion. And, and they're making more money than they've ever made before. So these are the types of stories that bring encouragement. But if you're still in the, in, the, in the middle of it right now and you haven't seen the breakthrough yet, you know, we're here to stand with you. We're here to pray for you. Um, that's why I put up the remnant roll call posts, you know, and uh, thousands of remnant warriors all around the world are reading those posts and are taking those matters to prayer, including us and our team, you know, and, and we have a prayer list and we put the prayer requests on that prayer list. So, you know, we're, we're not going to grow weary in doing good. Instead, we're going to stand on the promise of God. And we realize that everything that's happening right now is exactly what the Lord said was going to happen. You know, people would be lovers of themselves, you know, all those things that that scripture talks about, you know, and, um, you know, we're seeing it all play out. So if anything, this should just once again validate to us that we're on the right path, that we are the ones that are victorious in Jesus Christ, that, you know, accepting Jesus as our Lord and our Savior is the best decision that we ever made. Because what's the other option? Like I always say, you know, what are you going to do? Go back into the world? And, and, and I mean, that's the worst thing you could possibly do, especially in this late hour when Jesus could literally be coming back at any moment, you know? And so I'm not going to be taking any chances. I'm not going to be doing something foolish like that because ultimately we're just passing through in this world. But, you know, uh, we're, we're really going to be about what we do for eternity. Are we going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ? So I'm encouraged in the middle of all this. I, I don't think that, you know, we're going to see like a nuclear war, at least not now. Um, I don't think that there's going to be anything crazy necessarily that happens to us here in the United States. I mean, I guess define crazy, right? As far as like, you know, the situation with the Ukraine, I think a lot of it is 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 hype. A lot of it is uh, distraction. A lot of it is the West pushing, uh, kind of prodding at Russia. And there's various reasons why they would be doing that. Um, you know, it's kind of look over here, not over here. Um, but you know, there's a real, you know, and the other thing is the military industrial complex gets fed again. They get fed trillions of dollars. What are they going to do? They're going to be shipping over equipment. They're giving guns, they're giving missiles, they're giving resources, you know, so that's all money that's spent on these things, which feeds the military industrial complex that needed a new war because there wasn't a war going on. They needed something. So now they have somewhere to send military equipment, all these defense contractors and everything are going to get fed. So, you know, it keeps their whole thing going. And at the same time, it achieves a lot of things for them. It keeps, you know, Americans focused on that. The news is only going to be talking about that. So they're not going to be talking about Durham and his findings and what happened with Clinton. You know, it's total uh, look over here, not over here. You know, it's like the shell game, you know. So, you know, they, they'd say we're crazy because we're, we're far right. Well, you know, I started thinking about this far right. You know what that means? We're really right. That's what that means. We're really right. So when they call me far right, Pastor Todd, that means I'm really right. You know, I'm not right about everything. Uh, you know, sometimes we get it wrong, but we have much better credibility than the mainstream corporate media. Their, their credibility is in the tank. They're like worse than Congress, you know. That's why they don't want us doing these types of broadcasts. That's why they censor us. That's why they try to silence us. So, you know, there are some possibilities. You know, they've been doing um, these, these kind of what they did with COVID right before COVID, you know, when they had that event 201, you know, it's kind of a similar thing. They did something like this recently uh, with the cyber, you know, like there's going to be some big cyber attack and they kind of played it out, you know, and, and, and gamed it and stuff. And so, you know, I would be thinking that there's probably at some point going to be some type of cyber thing that happens and they're going to blame it on, you know, one of these countries, whether it be North Korea or Russia or something, you know, they're going to blame it on one of them. And it might even be uh, a further 
provocation that they use as a false flag or something like that to, to you know, we've seen this before. So it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. But the, the biggest thing is don't let anxiety take over. Don't get fearful. You know, the enemy is, is the purveyor of fear. He just loves to get the body of Christ fearful. And we just have to know our identity. Our identity is in Jesus Christ. If I were to be taken away right now, if something were to happen and I were to die, God forbid, but if that were to happen, I'm, look, to live as Christ, to die is gain. I mean, literally, like I'm gonna be ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. So I, I don't live in fear because I know that the Lord is ordering our steps. The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He is literally ordering our steps. So we don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. I know it sounds kind of crazy. Uh, and I know you got loved ones here on this earth and you don't wanna see them go and they don't wanna see you go. And I get it, but God is ordering our steps. He is the author and the finisher. You know, we're the, uh, the clay, he's the potter, right? And so he's, he's orchestrating this whole thing out. Our job is to be faithful. Our job is to continue to pers persevere, not to grow weary, to spend time with the Lord. Think about Paul and all the trials that he had to walk through. Think about all the testing that Paul had to go through. And yet Paul finished well, you know, and, and that's what we want to do. We want to finish well. So none of these things really ultimately matter in, in, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at eternity, it's all about our soul. It's all about where we're going to spend eternity. We're passing through here. While we're here, we're about the business of the Lord. We're the salt and the light. You know, we're, we're going to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and the gospel message. We're going to lay hands on the sick and we're going to see them healed. You know, and, and so don't get caught up in the heaviness because there's a lot of heaviness. You know, people just are, because you watch the news and you, and you hear other believers and non-believers and people are just so overwhelmed and anxious and heavy. Don't let that heaviness take root in your heart. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Our yoke is easy, our burden is light. Why? Because he cares for us. You know, he takes care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more is he gonna take care of you and me? He's going to take care of us. He's going to get us through. We don't need to worry and we don't need to fear. And we don't need to let that heaviness get on us. Because once that heaviness gets on, you got to work your way out of it. And, you know, I would just encourage you, spend time in worship, listen to encouraging messages and preachers and, you know, and, and just study, study. You know, to, the Bible says faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. You know, some people say, well, Pastor Todd, who can I listen to? Look, there's apps now where you can literally press Press play and hear the Bible. Hear the book of James. Hear the book of John. Hear the book of Revelation. Just sit there and just put on some music or listen to the word. And, and you'd be surprised what the Lord does in bringing that to life. There's still so many scriptures that I've pretty much never heard, even though I've read the Bible through several times. I'm like, wow, I mean, I never even saw that scripture. I've never even heard that scripture before. And yet there it is, right? So that's what we're gonna need to discipline ourselves Part of the Remnant Revival Centers and, and the vision of this ministry and what we're doing going forward and being the Underground Railroad for the Remnant, which is a big vision, huge vision. And we, you know, don't even get me started when I start thinking of finances and I'm like, how in the world is that going to happen? But God gives the vision and then often, you know, before he gives the provision. So he'll give the vision and then the provision. So he's going to provide somehow. I don't know how it's all going to happen, but it's going to happen. And in the meantime, I'm going to just trust him that he's going to take care of us because, look, he didn't take us this far to just leave us now. You know, he, we're going to get through. We're going to be okay. You know, we're going to be okay. So don't let the heaviness take root. And from here on out, we're going to have to just live separate, set apart, come out from among them, being set apart. The world is going to have all their crazy stuff going on, the headlines and all the stuff that the deep state and the cabal, which ultimately is controlled by the devil. And, and so we are coming out from among them. We are going to live 
in, 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 the, in the reality of Jesus Christ. We're going to live in the reality of the word of God and the spirit and, and advance for the kingdom of God until the Lord takes us home. Amen. So that, that we've got to learn to separate ourselves from the things of this world. Otherwise, that heaviness and that anxiety is going to take root in our heart. And, and again, our yoke is easy. Our burden is light. Wake up every day. Praise the Lord. As long as we're here, you know, we have freedom. We're able to speak the, the word of God, you know, on broadcasts like this to other people. You know, you go to a coffee shop, you can still, for the most part, share uh, with other people the truth of the word of God. How awesome is that, right? So be encouraged. Be encouraged today. Uh, but I think that I think they're poking the bear. I think that they would love to have some other type of uh, military industrial complex vacuum to send all these you know billions of dollars, sometimes trillions of dollars of you know U.S. military supplies and equipment and contractors, and just keep that whole that whole thing fed. And uh, there's no interest for the American people to be engaged in a war with Russia right now. There's just no reason. And I know Biden is talking about sanctions and all this and that. Well, I think eventually within the next few years, possibly the next decade, there's going to be a switching from the US dollars, the global reserve currency into a new currency. And I think it's already in the works. And uh, so I think a lot of this is posturing for that and implementing UN Agenda 2030 and implementing Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. It's not a conspiracy. They can tell you, uh, you know, a bunch of times how much of a conspiracy it is, but I read their own websites, their own documents, and that's why they hate me. And uh, I believe that I'm just walking in my calling as you are. So thankful that we have each other. So thankful that for the most part, I can still stream and do these different things. But hey, if they take me off of here one of these days, uh, go ahead and find me on these alternative sites. I know Truth Social just went up. We're looking forward to getting on there. We're on Telegram. We're on Gab. We're, we're on many other different sites. Um, you know, Rumble. Uh, most of these broadcasts are, are now all available on Rumble. The, please add the Todd Coconato Show on Rumble because we put everything up on Rumble. And I'm going to start utilizing Rumble much more than we have in the past because it's a great platform. So anyways, thank you so much for listening to this broadcast. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, I'll do another, like a, probably a question and answers broadcast this week. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to catch up with you and give you some thoughts on Russia and the situation with Ukraine. And uh, let's be praying for the Christians over there and for the people that are in harm's way that this will affect. I'm not just dismissing the Ukrainian people. I'm not just dismissing the Russians and, and those that would be involved in this. Uh, obviously, uh, many lives are at stake and we don't take that lightly. Um, you know, so we're praying for them. We're praying for the believers. I've seen some pictures of uh, Christians that are praying over there. And so we're praying as well that this thing does not escalate and that cooler heads prevail and that we don't go into a full-blown conflict. And uh, we're also praying for the truckers and uh, we're praying for our friend, uh, Pastor Arthur, who's in jail. I just heard that he's going to be getting a, um, a bail hearing uh, towards the beginning of March. So stay tuned. We'll find out more information about that. I was just texting his brother today. And uh, that's the latest is that there's going to be, I think it's March 13th, there's going to be a bail hearing and we're praying that he does uh, get that uh, ability to post bail and get out of the horrendous conditions of, you know, he's like a political prisoner up there. And so this is a very critical time though. I have to be honest with you guys and please pray for my safety and this ministry and we absolutely need your financial support to be able to do all the different things that we're doing. We're not just on here doing a broadcast every once in a while, doing the Todd Coconato show. Uh, we are active and that's why they hate us and that's why we truly need your support. So thank you so much for tuning in, my friends. God bless you. We are the remnant. God bless.